What's going on? And there it is, baby. The NFL Draft 2023 is a wrap. Uh, you know, I just wanted to check in a couple things I want to talk about. Um, some recent updates from the existing roster standpoint. You know, reviewing some of the 2023 draft picks. Uh, three particular players in that that stand out to me. And discuss a little bit about some of this bullshit that's continuing to happen with uh, with Trey Lance through Ian Rappaport. He won't shut his mouth, but nonetheless, let's get it going. All right, so quick update as it relates uh, to the San Francisco 49ers. So two things which I'm sure uh, many of you guys have already heard about if you're if you're true Niners fans, uh, fifth year options. So they did, uh, exercise their fifth year option on BA Arizona state alumni. Uh, so that means he is now under contract for this year and next year. And I believe that it will bring his guaranteed salary for next year, uh, to $14 million. To me, that's still a great deal, uh, because some of these players, I think his production, uh, is at that value or even more so, uh, and just seeing what other wide receiver contracts are going for these days. I'm all good with that. And that locks BA in for another two years. And it was super dope that he, uh, that he shared a tweet online talking about how he's about to go kick down doors when his agent called them and calling them really just a chat. But obviously during the draft, that's kind of, uh, <laughs> kind of a fucked up time to, to call him when there already had been rumors that he may get traded. I called him just to say what up basically. And Brandon immediately thought this means he was getting traded and he was about to go kick down some doors uh, and, and clear shit out. So uh, love to see it. And obviously it was a no brainer picking up his fifth year option. Then on the other token, the other player, Javon Kinlaw, uh, they did not exercise his options. So after this year, um, he will be a unrestricted free agent and he can go wherever he wants. So I think, uh, you know, Obviously, being the 14th pick, and he was supposed to uh, replace DeForest Buckner. Uh, I, you know, his injuries. A lot of people say that you know they should have been able to. Uh, he had a degenerative knee problem going into it when they're doing their prep work for the draft uh, at that year, but they still went with him. It ultimately being, for the most part, a shit show up until this point because the guy simply hasn't been available. Not saying it's his fault, but it is what it is. Uh, he hasn't been on the field, definitely did not even sniff anywhere remotely in the same universe uh, as DeForest Buckner. So nonetheless, they didn't uh, they did not exercise his fifth year option. So what that means for him, it's a prove it year. He can make he potentially has tens of millions of dollars on the line this year, uh, depending on on how he does. Now, the health is still going to be an issue or fear for any other teams that may want to pick him up. Uh, and, you know, if the Niners have faith in him after this year, if the guy consistently stays on the field, you never know, he may he may sign a contract and uh, potentially get more of a team friendly deal through us because we believed in him uh, when we initially drafted him. So we'll see. All right. So that was an update just on the existing roster. The next thing now is the 2023 draft. The Niners are in a really unique position this year. And I think it's, again, it's kind of pretty obvious. We have starters at essentially every position already. So there's not that many positions that are just a insert here, 
player we just drafted. And that is different than a lot of prior drafts. There's always, you know, been an, an immediate need, um, whether it be on offense, defense, special teams. And this year, again, just to reiterate, it puts them in a unique position just because of how deep and how tenured uh, the team is already going into it. So take that in mind as, as we go through this. So they had initially had 11 picks. Obviously, they had compensatory picks uh, in the third rounds or at the end of third rounds. Kyle referenced it being the fourth round. I'll get back to that in a second uh, as well. But they had 11. They ended up with nine, I believe, in total. Uh, and with those nine, they the reason they lost two was because they traded up with Minnesota uh, to pick safety Jair Brown out of Penn State at pick number 87. So what's interesting to me is that when you when you look at teams and how they're drafting, they obviously kind of indicate where they need help, where they want reinforcements, and what side of the ball they're prioritizing. Now, obviously, we have studs and fucking dogs all over on both sides of the ball, but the way it shook out to be was basically they had picked five defensive players, so they went heavy defense, and then they had three offensive players for a total of eight picks, and then they had a kicker, which I always like that debate is a kicker, is it offense or is it defense? Um, and so nonetheless, they, they got a kicker there, uh, as their second overall pick in the third round. And what's funny about that is you can tell it's, it's literally comedy after the, after night, uh, day two, which was night one for them, where they actually had picks, uh, hearing Kyle and John Lynch talk about it, how basically other coaches and GMs were kind of poking fun at them or giving a little shit because they picked a kicker historically kickers go in the fourth and fifth rounds of the drafts. Uh, but obviously a kicker, since we don't have Robbie gold anymore and he's still, uh, he's still searching for his next team, I guess. But basically it told us they gave, they, they got a lot of shit from all these other coaches and staffs around the NFL taking a kicker so early. Um, and it's funny listening when you, when you hear Kyle's answer, uh, he, he, he just does not give a flying fuck, uh, about special teams and, or not special teams, but just about kicking, I would say. And he just wants it to be automatic. If he could get a robot, if they could turn that position into a robot where it'd just be automatic, he'd be about it. Uh, and he openly admits it's something he doesn't like to think about. And that was the benefit of having Robbie gold is they didn't have to think about it, uh, with him on the, on the field, almost automatic all time. So. What was interesting to me outside of who they drafted, what side of the ball they're focusing on and kind of their unique position uh, that they're already in is one kind of, I would say, general consensus or thought is they need offensive linemen. So obviously we've lost players over the past couple of years. Uh, Lincoln Tomlinson obviously went to the Jets uh, last year, I believe, but then we inserted Banks who fucking did fantastic uh, this past season, but you know, we lost Mike McGlinchey as our right tackle. So I think that, you know, Colton McKibbins is going to be that guy. So, uh, I don't know if, if they have as much faith as Colton McKibbins as they, as they kind of lead to believe, but they didn't pick anybody up. And John Lynch said after, uh, in his, in his, uh, 
post-draft presser. We're not just going to pick somebody to pick somebody. We're going to pick the best guy on our board, which I'm down for, I think is smart. And clearly these guys know what the fuck they're doing because look at the, the team that we have stacked ever since they've uh, gone under their stewardship. So it was interesting. Trent Williams getting older. Obviously, I think he can play for minimum five years more. He's such a fucking stud and a freak. Um, but, you know, he will need a replacement at some point. And obviously uh, not having kind of a number one right tackle, I would say, along with just obviously the the ebbs and flows of the year and being, you know, that there's always injuries in the NFL. So when I look at kind of the draft board and who they picked up, there was really three players that that stood out to me. The first one, obviously, he was their first pick at pick number 87 in the third round. They moved up to go get him. They were picked 99, so they moved up 12 spots. Uh, was a safety Jair Brown out of Penn State. Uh, that guy, he he was a JUCO player, and then he, uh, he obviously uh, went over to Penn State, and the dude is a fucking fireball. If you watch some of his tape and see the way this guy runs around, it is he is DNA almost identical to what the 49ers have on defense already. He flies to the ball. He can play up in the box. He could play back kind of in the single high roll. And the guy is a ball hunter and God damn it. He hits. So you love to see it. And he was a captain at Penn state, which was also kind of a reoccurring theme. Uh, I think of players that they picked a lot of captains, a lot of people that are physical have speed the only knock, uh, speaking of speed, the only knock on Jair Brown was his 40 time. I think he ran like a four or five or something like that. So he's not super high end speed, but there is a difference of running a 40 time when you're in front of a bunch of people. That's all you're doing. You have to get in that fucking weird stance and all that. Uh, then playing football fast. I think a perfect correlation to that is Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel, if you were to just put him on a 40 and just head in a straight line, yeah, he's fast. He ain't that fast. But God damn it, when that guy has the ball, he's like literally one of the fastest human beings. And you see it week in, week out by watching him play. So I think we could draw some parallels from Debo as well as to Jair Brown. Uh, and, you know, Huff was a fifth round pick in 2021. And now he's an all pro. Obviously, we got Gibson. Uh, coming back this year, which I think is huge. And I think with what this guy's getting put into Jair Brown, that we have the locker room and the position players already there to kind of help mold him and shape him, uh, you know, just to become the absolute professional. But the guy seems mature. He seemed fired up. He's from, he's a New Jersey guy. So he's got to come on the other side of the coast. Uh, but I am fucking jacked for that guy, uh, Jair Brown, the safety out of Penn State. The second player that stood out to me was Jake Moody, a Michigan kicker. So everything I've read about this guy online and that I've heard about him through various, you know, YouTube and, and just watching videos and that kind of shit is he's been known as like a guy has ice in his veins. I think in his college career, he had three game time winning kicks. So when all the pressure's on and when you play to school like Michigan, when there's I think it's like 80,000 fans or something. It could even be more than I could be like a hundred thousand fans there. Uh, that I think that is a, a pretty telling sign that, that it can translate to the NFL. He's got a massive leg. One thing that Robbie gold uh, was kind of lacking as he got, you know, older and older 
his leg wasn't as strong. He wasn't doing kickoffs anymore or no, excuse me. He was doing kickoffs, but very rarely were we getting touchbacks. They were normally area to, to, to run the ball out. And, you know, from a special team standpoint, just kick it out of the end zone. Uh, so we don't have to deal with the threat of a return. And so I like, uh, I really like Jake Moody kicks a lot. And it was something like he has a very high percentage, like 90 plus percent when he's zero to 49 yards. Um, and I believe like it at 50 plus yards, he went four of eight or maybe not four of eight, but it's 50%. So the dude's got a massive leg. He's been in big time games under big time lights with a shit ton of crowd noise. Uh, and the, and the guy seems like, like all he does is, uh, smack the shit out of the ball and have it go through the uprights, which is exactly what we want. Another thing too, that I think helps is, he played under Jim Harbaugh. Obviously we all know Jim Harbaugh and just playing with an intense kind of psychopath, uh, coach, uh, a guy who's got a ton of fire in him. Uh, I think that's only a plus. There's no way you can look at that as a negative. So, uh, interesting to see how he does. And then the third player was D winners, the motherfucking winters coming, baby. He was the sixth round draft pick out of Texas Tech, I believe. And another, again, theme of the uh, of the week here, a theme of the weekend was he was another captain. And remember, Dre Greenlaw was a fifth round pick. So D winner's sixth round pick. And obviously, we already have the best linebacker duo in the NFL. I don't even think anybody would dispute that. Um and so I think we're also inserting him into a great spot where he can learn from literally uh, two of the best guys in the NFL period point blank. And I was listening to an interview from him uh, a little bit earlier and he was asked about the 49ers. He came on a visit uh, and he was asking, you know, what do you like about the Niners? And he has been watching the 49ers more specifically our boy, Fred Warner, uh, that he he kind of mimics his game after him. And he was asked, you know, would you like to play with the Niners, uh, being that you'd be in this kind of situation? He said, oh, yeah, I could learn a lot from them. Uh, I would absolutely love it. So dope as hell that that came through. He is actually going to the team uh, where his favorite linebacker and also the just the straight-up best linebacker in the NFL, period, uh, to go in and be a part of that group. And I think he has massive upside. So I absolutely love the winter is coming. Now, the the last and kind of final thing I'll I'll talk about. Well, let me back up actually. You know, when you kind of look at this draft as a whole, and there was a lot of, you know, obviously we still didn't have a first round pick because of Trey Lance trade. We didn't have a second and a third because of CMC. Uh, what I've kind of just noticed, I haven't studied it or anything, that it seems like the Niners have have hit way more like and when i mean hit i mean like they become like top talents in the nfl they have hit more so in the later rounds than they have in the early rounds um you know at least in the beginning for sure they they had some bad picks um and you know some of the late round people that that we have on the squad that has become dominant in their positions the two already mentioned huff in the fifth round greenlaw in the fifth round Kittle in the fifth round, Fred Warner in the third round. So that's kind of middle uh, Mitchell, Elijah Mitchell was in the sixth round. So I am very confident that obviously they know how to develop players. 
And with just the players we already have in the building, it's it's almost impossible to not get better with the groups of, of players that we have around, especially as they they mature. Uh, you know, it's always good to reload on new talent, which obviously you have to do. All right. Now the final thing that I'm going to talk about. Uh, Shanahan and Lynch said Trey Lance was fully cleared. He's been fully cleared now for a week or two or a couple weeks. Um, so he's been out there practicing. The one thing that keeps getting on my nerve today, I saw Mr. Ian Rappaport. He was talking on the NFL, on the NFL draft uh, about uh, some, just some news about why Trey Lance, there's still a possibility he may be traded. It may come, you know, if, if, if another quarterback gets injured in training camp, you know, sometime in August that Trey Lance could potentially be traded. Then there is so much bullshit and just hot air going out throughout the media Ian Rappaport said this, you know, when they're, when an NFL teams are drafting in the sixth and seventh round. So uh, they've been on the air a long time now, not to say that he doesn't have connections. Uh, I think he clearly, he does report a lot when there is breaking news on the 49ers. So that he obviously has some connections in the building. Um, but I also think this isn't something that the Niners would still be promoting like, Oh, Hey, tell them Trey Lance would still be available for a trade you know, if if a quarterback were to go down, it's all punditry. And frankly, it, there's just no reason to buy into it, believe it, get fired up about it. Truly it's bullshit. And again, I just think they're creating things to talk about. And obviously Trey uh, continues ever since he's been drafted to be a massive story, uh, which helps when you have a massive fan base being the 49er faithful. So when, one of the things he said, uh, was the only thing that that annoyed me is he was talking about how the reason he might be traded is, you know, he was a number three overall pick, but he quite possibly is going to be the third QB on the depth chart. Again, I don't know why the fuck people are automatically assuming Sam Darnold is just going to somehow beat out Trey Lance this offseason. We have seen what Sam Darnold has done. Again. I like Sam Darnold, but I don't think he has the ability to beat out Trey Lance. Um, and again, I think that's just more smoke and frankly, just fucking bullshit because uh, the fact that people are just kind of assuming that when we really haven't even begun to do anything, uh, specifically training camp, like we're not even close to training camp yet. Uh, and so the fact that people are just speculating on that, um, I think Sam Darnold's had a lot of uh, a lot of highlights, but definitely followed by a shit ton of lowlights. There's like when he played Bill Belichick, there's like ghosts out there on the field when he threw like 17 interceptions uh, in one game. So uh, I think Trey Lance, he obviously needs to get rep. He's going to get him because he's fully cleared. My prediction is uh, pending, you know, Brock Purdy doesn't recover in a shorter timeline than anticipated. I think if he is still slotted to come back right towards the very end of training camp, Trey Lance would potentially uh, be the starter. So I'm going to, my, uh, my guess or my thoughts are Trey Lance will be the starting QB week one. And then obviously as Brock comes back uh, and that's what opens this opens the door for Trey. If that does happen, he has the ability to not give that position up. Even from Brock Purdy. I fucking love Brock Purdy as well. But I, I, again, there's so much more upside. Trey Lance has the highest ceiling out of anybody 
in the QB room. And I, I don't even think that's close. Uh, Brock Purdy is, is just a more developed and the guy knows the system. Uh, and so nonetheless, I just wanted to put that out there again. A lot of this Trey Lance shit is bullshit. I think we got to wait until we see, uh, how OTAs and training camp, uh, play out. And what's going to be interesting is there's going to be a lot of reporting on who's taking uh, first team snaps between Trey and, um, and Sam Darnold. Kyle's already said it. They're both going to get first team reps. So when that comes out, like, oh, Sam Darnold started the first team reps uh, this day, just don't freak out. It's already been said. Kyle Shanahan, he's pretty honest and open uh, about the public because, honestly, I don't think he really gives a shit what people think about him. Um, and, yeah, so I'm going to create another video on this uh, as we get closer to uh, training camp after OTAs, once we start hearing kind of little little mumblings about how Trey's been performing. but. Again, absolute bullshit that people are automatically assuming Sam Darnold's going to come in and be QB uh, two when we see what he can do in the NFL and he's I, but I do think he could be better under this offense. But nonetheless, Trey's now been here for two years. Yes, he hasn't played, but he knows the offense inside and out. The dude's got a fucking rocket arm and I, I still got a lot of faith in that dude. Uh, and, and we'll see how it shapes up, but anyway, hope you guys are, uh, enjoyed the draft. Didn't freak out overall. I think it was a success for the NFL, especially now that they're traveling around doing drafts in different cities. Uh, but I think the Niners fucking crushed it and I'm excited to see how these players, uh, shape up and, and what they can put out on the field. So, all right, y'all see you next time. Peace. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. You see the drip, yeah, I'm fitted up. Hop in my car in the giddy up. Secure the bag, yeah, I get the bus. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. You see the drip, yeah, I'm fitted up. Hop in my car in the giddy up. Secure the bag, yeah, I get the bus.